Welcome to the Cash Flow Guys Podcast. That's right. You know where you are. You know what time it is. This is Tyler Chef, and I am the host of the Cash Flow Guys Podcast. And this week, we're going to talk about why the first hundred bucks matters. And you know, we spend a lot of time focusing on that that big nut, right? That big nugget. What we need. What's going to get us out of the rat race? And that's all fine and dandy. We're going to vision, make those those goals and those visions come true. And we need something to set our mind on. And I get all that. But what about the first hundred bucks? What about that first hundred bucks that's going to come in no matter what? No matter what you do, the hundred bucks is going to roll in. Okay? We tend to get focused. Now, I ask a lot of folks, what's your get out of jail free card or what's your, your escape the rat race card? And for a lot of folks, that's the, uh, for them, that's $10,000 a month. I hear that a lot. Ten thousand dollars a month apparently will set them free. Whether your ten grand a month, your number's ten grand a month or not, doesn't matter. Your number could be two grand a month. It could be five, ten, twenty thousand dollars a month. Doesn't matter. But more importantly, what matters is that first hundred bucks. If you can get that first hundred bucks, what that's going to tell you, and I, and I don't mean a hundred dollars in a lump sum like a one-time hundred-dollar bill. What I mean is a hundred bucks a month, no matter what. Maybe it's two hundred. Maybe it's three hundred dollars a month. But I would set a very small, very realistic passive income goal, something that's going to come in no matter what. Start with that. Why do, Why is that so important? Why does that matter? Well, here's the thing. I know a lot of folks that spend a lifetime trying to get to that $10,000 mark and never get there. Then they walk away defeated as if they never accomplished anything. Instead, if you focus on that first 100 bucks, let's call it 200 bucks, because the last thing I want you to do is to, is to, is to figure a price per door. Because when you think about that, you're kind of pigeonholing yourself. You're not going to get to where you need to be because if you're saying you're not going to buy anything for less than $300 a door, that tells me you're probably not going to do bigger deals at all. You're just not going to do it. And the reason for that is the bigger deals generally don't cash flow $300 a month per door. That's the average. You know that That's what people tell me on these big, big units. So for me, I'm more about what, how much do I have to put into this versus how much am I going to get out of it? Okay. But let's back up for a second. And let's stay focused on that $100 bill. What can we do to make that $100 bill? What can we invest in to make that $100 no matter what? Without having to kill ourselves and do all kinds of work and whatnot, what can we do to make that first 100 or 200 bucks? And I know that $200 doesn't sound sexy or $100 doesn't sound sexy, but it's part way. It's part of the way of getting you to that $10,000 mark or whatever that mark may be. So I want you to get drilled in on making that first amount that's going to make the difference for you, that first little bit. That's going to let you know that you're going to give you that proof of concept. Okay. I can imagine you're probably thinking, but 10,000 a month, man. And if I'm doing that hundred dollar increments, I'm going to, it's going to take me forever. I'm going to die before I ever get free because I would have to get, well, a thousand doors or a hundred doors rather at a hundred bucks a month to get to $10,000. And if you're doing single family houses, can you imagine the time it would take to buy a hundred houses one by one? So then maybe you buy a portfolio. But with a portfolio, you get some of the good and some of the bad, right? They package them together. And I guarantee you they're all not going to be home runs. Maybe you go out and buy an apartment building. You can go out and buy a 100-door apartment building. But I know lots of people that own 100-to-100-door apartment buildings, but they have a fractional share. They have a very small piece of that. So they don't really make any money. Maybe they make, I don't know, $200 a month off of 100 doors. Think about that for a second. I strongly encourage you to get focused on this first little bit because everybody needs a win. And when you get that little win, boys and girls, when you, it makes that difference, it's going to help get you over the edge. Hope is going to help get you into the pool so you can realize that the water is really not that cold after all. Okay? 
I want you to focus less on scaling and I want want you to focus more on what's the getting to that first hundred or two hundred dollars because here's the reality and no self-improvement guru or anybody's going to tell you any differently and I pardon my voice is actually raspier than it's ever than it usually is because I'm nursing a cold so bear with me I wanted to get this episode out I'll be I'll be brief a lot of all the personal development people tell you you got to focus on scaling, scaling, scaling. Hell, I even say that with marketing, you got to be able to measure it and measure what works and then scale it. And there's nothing wrong with that advice because you obviously do need to scale at some point and never get anywhere. But you can focus on that maybe a little bit later. Instead, I want you to focus on the basics. Focus on learning what the realistic rent amount is for a property based on its current condition. Get good at understanding that because that's one of the most important things. That's going to help you understand the difference between a good deal or a bad deal or the potential for a good deal or a bad deal. If the property is not in rentable condition, then guess what? You cannot pay a price that reflects it being in a rent-ready state. And it's okay to sit down with a seller or a listing broker if you must and have that conversation. How can I possibly pay retail when the property is not in turnkey retail position or in shape? Would you go and you tell the seller, Mr. Seller, would you go into a a used car dealership and buy a used car for the same price as a new car? Well, of course you wouldn't. But you let him answer that question because what he's selling is a used property. It's not a new property. So you can't pay the same price that he sees on Zillow or Realtor.com. As a matter of fact, if it's multifamily, those websites aren't even remotely, you think they're off for single family. Try my multifamily. They're even more off. So if the property's not in rent-ready condition, how do you do the math on this, right? Well, first of all, figure out what market value is if it was rented. And let's say you use, I use a 1.5% of rent factor, which means gross monthly rent divided by 1.5%. I know that Bigger Pockets tells you, I think, 1%, uh, or some of the other sites will tell you 2%, or I use 1.5%. It's kind of middle of the road. I think 1% is not conservative enough. I think you'll get in hot water at some point if you're buying properties at the price of 1% of rent. I don't think you'll make what you need to make at 1% of rent. So to keep yourself out of hot water, focus on, if it was me, I would do no less than 1.5% of rent. So gross monthly rent times 1.5%. That's going to give you your strike, or divided by 1.5%, rather. That's going to give you your strike price. Let me break that out for you. If you're renting, if the property will rent in fair market condition, $4,000 a month. So you can take that thousand dollars. You're going to drop that in your calculator. So you go one thousand divided by one point five, and then hit and whack that percent key, and that gives you a result of sixty-six thousand dollars. Which means if a property only generates a thousand dollars a month in income right now today, the most you can pay for it is sixty-six thousand dollars. That's all in, guys. That's 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 fixed up the whole nine yards. That is in move-in ready turnkey condition. If they want a dollar more than that, you're going to have to walk away and say, no, you're going to have to renegotiate, okay? So the mark, once you determine that market value as rented, that's using the 1.5% rule, you take the amount of repairs out. How do you do that? Well, you call a contractor or somebody, you get somebody in there who's actually going to do the work and you have them give a quote. And I know this takes a little longer and this is an inconvenience. You don't want to trouble people. But realistically, you're going to need to go to a pro and get a price. It's going to help you get a better deal. So at the end of the day, find a contractor you can trust, a licensed contractor, preferably referred not by somebody from BNI or one of those type of groups, um, may, in, referred by someone who's actually used the contractor to do work and paid them and had a good experience more than once. That's how you get good referrals. Okay? 
I'll talk a little bit about referrals here in a second, but let me finish here. Then you're going to take the profit that you need to babysit the project. If you were a general contractor and you were babysitting this project, you'd collect probably 10%. So I'd pad that by 10, 15%, whatever that estimate is. And then I would deduct that from the purchase price and then go ahead and start negotiating at that thing. Do not negotiate or do not ignore properties just because the seller wants more than market value. Instead, guys, keep an eye on them. Find out, because here's the thing, just because you don't buy them, that's okay. The world's not going to come to an end. It's better for you to walk away from a bad deal than to, than to stay put in a, good, in a bad deal because you're going to lose your shorts. Don't buy a property just because you want the seller, you want the seller to think you're the follow-through kind of guy or girl. That's silly. Don't do that. Okay? Let's talk about referrals because when you're doing this process and you try to figure out how much should it rent for, you need a property manager, right? Um, maybe you need a, a title company. Maybe you need a real estate attorney. Maybe you need a contractor, a plumber, electrician. Find referrals. I, here's why I don't like BNI. I'll be honest with you. I know a lot. I have a lot of friends that are rabid uh, BNI members. But here's what I do know: they are very hard. They are pushed very hard by BNI, by the BNI groups, to give re- lots of referrals. Okay, which means they're focused more on quantity and not on quality. And I can tell you, in the last year, the friends of mine, I've gotten some terrible referrals. Um, through people from that were referrals from each other's BNI, they just the people they referred were just terrible at what they did. So I just now I ask, I'm like, is this somebody in your B, are you a BNI member? Is this somebody in your BNI group or your referral group, or is this somebody you've actually done business with? There's a difference. So just a little tidbit there, guys. This week I'm going to keep it short, and this is that reminds me. That's one of the things I want to start doing is I want to start publishing more often. And I want to know what you think about that. Drop me an email. Go to info at cashflowguys.com. Shoot me an email. Let me know if you'd like to see more content. If you want more videos on the YouTube channel, you want to see shorter content more often, maybe um, we do it a couple, we publish a couple times a week. Let me know. Reach out. Let us know what questions you have. Let me know how I can get you to the next level. Here's the thing, folks. If we don't take action, if we don't get focused, we're never going to get out of the rat race. We're going to keep punching that clock. And old Uncle Sam is going to be telling us how much you get to retire on. And I assure you, beyond a shadow of a doubt, you are not going to be happy with that number. Catch up with you next week. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.